you have fully vacant units on your property that you have mothballed until next semester? If you do, I bet you've thought to yourself, we should list those on Airbnb for game day weekends or for parents visiting their kids. Maybe you're in a college town like Austin or Raleigh or Tallahassee, and your city has large festivals and not enough hotel rooms. You know you could lease those units on a nightly or a weekly basis. Providing short-term rentals on platforms like Airbnb can provide a great source of ancillary income. But it takes some, uh, all right, excuse me, it takes a lot of organization. There's the additional setup of providing linens and coffee makers and all the little things that a short-term tenant will expect. Then there's the regulatory and tax issues that could require additional work. More importantly, there's the time and labor to market on all the multiple platforms, handle the reservations and cancellations, the cleaning, and then there's the bookkeeping. All of this turns into a big distraction from the main job at hand, which is operating and leasing your property. That's where Vector Travel comes in. These guys know the short-term rental industry and they know how to relieve all of those burdens from the property manager. And best of all, they've become experts in how to do that with student properties. They understand the complexity of mixing travelers with college students. They know it so well, they can quickly identify if a student property is not going to be a good fit for their program. So if you have vacant units, reach out to Vector Travel and have them do a free, no obligation assessment to determine if enrolling your vacant units in their program will be beneficial. Go to vectorstays.com forward slash SHI. Fill out a quick form to receive more information. You will also get the first month service fee waived by going to that specific landing page. Again, that's vectorstays.com forward slash SHI. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and this is the second episode that we are dropping at the same time um, on the weekend of, of April 17th, 18th. Uh, it'll be available for, for download going into the week of the, of the 18th. Uh, why are we doing this in two episodes? Because it's some, it's some critical, timely information that I wanted to get in front of you guys as you know, we're doing our memo web series, which is meeting each Wednesday at 12 noon. Uh, if you're not a part of that, make sure that you're tuning in each week with us. You can go to studenthousinginsight.com forward slash memo to get more information and, and to register for that. We're doing that through June. And it's, and it's each Wednesday. You know, we get together for 45 minutes to an hour. Got some great content that we go over. And there's a lot of fun networking that happens, too, with chat. And we also have ex an exhibit hall and a networking, a virtual uh, networking hall as well. So folks are having a lot of fun with it. And, and it's really something our, I hope our entire industry will be a part of. We're, we're really focusing the content on site managers and, and regional managers um, and, and kind of the corporate level support folks because look that, that that's that's where it's happening that's the boots on the ground that's getting into the weeds that's where the sausage is made and <laughs> we are here to support that group of industry professionals in the student housing industry and, and so if you're if you're in one of those positions I strongly suggest that 
Um, if you haven't registered, make sure that you um, that you are. And if you're if you're registered and maybe you uh, maybe you've forgotten about it, please go back and start logging in on Wednesdays and and checking things out. We've had a lot of fun with it. Um, but this episode, uh, we've been playing the content through the podcast about a month after we talk about it on Memo. And uh, this one is actually one that we did last week. Um, it was on ending the spring leasing uh, or, or ending strong with your leasing in the spring semester and then transitioning over to over to the summer leasing because that's that looks a little bit different than what it does during the spring. And, and then there's also some things related to the pandemic and reopening and making announcements for next year with the universities that that plays into some things that we're experiencing on the site level right now that I wanted to make sure we got out to everybody because I feel like this is really timely and if we waited to put it out in May it's it's uh you're going to be saying Wes that's great why why did you keep this from me <laughs> and and that's not where we're what we are about here we are here to to support and and help you folks and um, so I felt felt like it was needed to get out. So let's let's go ahead and get into this. I'm not going to do an intro of the panelists that we had. Uh, we actually do that in the audio. So I'll go ahead and and uh, let those folks introduce themselves. But we had four folks that I would say are just are real veterans of of the leasing and marketing side of uh, of off campus student housing and. I uh, was just thrilled that they were able to give us the time that, that they were and to talk about some of the questions that I had for them and uh, and, and see what, you know, they would suggest to, to you guys. Ask them all to kind of bring down their, their fences a little bit because I know we're all competitive right now. We're all going after the same, you know, student pool of folks in our various markets. And, and so, uh, you know, a lot of times we keep things close to the chest when it comes to uh, our strategy, but I ask them to, to, you know, really just think about and share with us some of the things that uh, not only that they're doing, but that they hope everybody is focusing on um, this time of the year. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Um, there will not be an outro to this. We'll just play our intro outro music and I would, uh, I would suggest if you, if you came to this session first and uh, you didn't hear the one on turn. Go ahead and, and once this gets done, make sure you you play that one as well because that's some timely information, and we'll start to get your mindset right as it relates to to thinking about turn as it's just a few months away. All right, guys, take care, enjoy this session, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, guys, welcome back to another session of Memo. Thanks so much for, for joining us this Wednesday. Uh, typically, we would have, because this is the second week of, of April, we would have been talking about educational insights, specifically higher educational insights. And we've got a, a great speaker that we're going to be uh, talking to in regards to that. And it's specifically on international students and what to expect this fall. There was some important information that's coming out this week uh, regarding international travel. And and our guest for that wanted to, to put that off for another week because he felt like he could provide some much clearer information about what we can expect this year. And, uh, and super excited to have him on. So we're switching things up, which is actually a huge benefit because... 
I wanted to talk about transitioning to summer marketing and wanted to, uh, to also talk about how to finish these last few weeks of, of the spring semester strong. And so we just flip-flop that, right? And so we're going to be able to, to discuss that a couple of weeks earlier than I originally planned, uh, which I think is going to be a benefit to everybody. So let's talk about what's happening right now with, with leasing and the spring semester as it's coming to a close. You know, nationwide student housing uh, pre-leasing is, is trending behind the numbers from last year. We've been meeting with College House on the third Wednesday of, of each month uh, for our market insights uh, session. And, and as we've seen the past two months and, and what continues to be the case so far is nationally, we're trending behind from, from last year. You know, mainly, I think because the first quarter uh, of 2020, classes were, they were still wide open through most of mid-March. And, and as colleges began announcing their intentions for for fall of 21 and the vaccine groups are expanding, the industry is anticipating kind of a late surge here in, in April and May as far as leasing is concerned. And likely probably another big surge in late summer as confidence builds that you know campuses will be fully open. So in this session, we wanted to really provide some insight on how leasing teams should be thinking and strategizing as we approach the end of the spring and, and of course, transition into the summer. I've got a fantastic panel, so let me go ahead and welcome them to Memo. Guys, welcome to Memo. Hey. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. And I um, want to go through the introductions. And, and as I introduce you guys, if you will, let, let's, let's ask two to three questions, right? Want to know how long you've been in the student housing industry? And of course, what your current position is. And let's also talk about how many beds your company currently manages as well, just to give everybody some perspective. Carly Shepard, we'll start with you. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, I have been in the student housing industry since 2001. Uh, so as of February this year, that officially marks 20 years. So I feel like I'm an old veteran. I'm currently the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Student Quarters. <laughs> Did anybody send you uh, your 20-year pin, by the way, Carly? No, I'm still waiting on that. So if you need my address, drop it in the chat and I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I'm at Student Quarters. Over the, I'm the Vice President of Sales and Marketing there. And we have um, almost 6,300 beds in our portfolio with uh, a lot more in the pipeline. Great. Craig, let's go to you next. Uh, yes, sir. I, uh, Craig George, I'm with the Price Company, been with the Price Company as of March of this year, it hit my 10-year anniversary. I work for the corporate office based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, travel throughout our entire portfolio as a corporate leasing specialist, training new agents, tips and tricks, as well as trying to pull some some numbers from those sites that may be falling a little bit behind, whether it be budgeted occupancy or trying to hit those pre-lease numbers that we're always striving for. Um, I'm certainly excited to, to talk to you about you know what's going on with with you in these last few weeks. You and I have talked several times. You're one of our ambassadors as well, and it's. Uh, Price company kind of keeps you back working on some special projects, you know, through the less busier time of the of the season. But by this time of the leasing season, you are all over the place trying to help the properties yes, um, get to uh, get to their goals. So have, excited to, 
to hear about that. We have a little over, uh, we have 32,599 beds right now, hoping to fill all of them. Fantastic. Erica, we'll go to you next. Hey, everybody. I'm Erica, and I'm the Vice President of Operations here at the Pivotal Companies. Oh, my gosh. I've been in the industry for 12 years now, and I started back when I was in college. So shout out to the ECU Pirates. Have to give them give them some credit here. So how I serve the industry in regards to marketing and leasing is we're really a full service consulting agency. And so we do all things with tactical outreach marketing to everything digital, including influencers, to leasing deployment and doing renewal and prospect follow-up. So we have a huge variety of services that we offer. Awesome. Gabby, we'll go to you next. Hi, I'm Gabby Roberts. I've been in student housing for almost 12 years now. Um, and I have been with Peak as a regional sales manager for the last three years. We currently manage about 40,000 beds and we have a growing pipeline, which we're really excited about. Fantastic. So, so guys, let's just jump into it. I think, uh, you know, my, my biggest question for, for you guys, because you're either, you know, like, like Craig and the, you know, actively in the field, Gabby, I'm sure you're getting to a lot of sites this time of the year. Carly, we were just having a, a conversation <laughs> before we hit record here that, you know, you're going to be going to a property next week and, and, you know, helping with them. Eric, I know you at, and the whole Pivotal team, it, this is a crazy time of the year for you guys with folks that are um, uh, calling you guys for your services. So I, I know you guys are right in the midst of it, but let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's happened up to this point, you know, other than social distancing and, and other protocols, uh, what are there, are there any other obstacles, you know, be it physical, psychological, economic, that you're noticing students having in, in this leasing process this year that has surprised you or that your teams have just struggled to overcome with this leasing season? Yeah, I would say our biggest struggle that I'm seeing right now is just people are waiting so long to make a decision, um, waiting on campuses to announce their plans, if they're opening or not. Uh, so all of our urgency tactics that we're putting out there, like sign within 24 hours, sign today, et cetera. You know, the students just are kind of like, hey, I can't make a decision yet because I'm waiting on X, Y, and Z. So that's the main thing we're struggling with is just overall waiting on people to make a decision, which I just feel like it's taken longer than it normally would. I agree. I think that the initial shock from the pandemic has kind of died down, but there's a lot of leeriness still out there. So something we've been encouraging our teams to do is really be vocal and communicate with their university officials, figure out what the plan is if they're not sure, you know, stay in touch with them, build that rapport so we can help kind of quiet some of those worries the students are bringing them to us. I, and I, I'm kind of wondering um, with universities that that you guys are at, where you're seeing the university make announcements. Hey, we're gonna we're planning to be in the full pre 2020 status. Uh, you know, as far as what they plan on doing this fall, are you seeing a, a difference in leasing at those universities compared to ones that have yet to come out and say anything? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely across our portfolio, the, the universities that have solid plans that they're opening for the fall or just a decision in general, whether it's going to be a hybrid plan or, you know, fully in person, those sites are the ones where we're seeing most like traction and activity happening. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of momentum that comes once the university announces something. There's a lot of buy-in from the students because they have some sort of almost guarantee that we have a plan of action in place. My experience kind of on the opposite side of the table and looking into some of the teams, um, a thing that we've really seen teams struggle with are collection efforts during this pandemic. So um, we've seen people struggle with collecting effectively, but also empathetically during this pandemic. And so one thing that we did to sort of combat that is we did partner with Carter Young and we've been assisting all of our clients with training and tips and tricks on how to overcome those obstacles and really focus on delinquency um, while also keeping them in the know of all of the local and federal law changes. That's been a struggle. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about site staff. You know, let's and, and let's talk about these these leasing waves, you know, that everyone's hoping for in the coming weeks. You know, I never picked up surfing because I, I don't like waiting on nature. Um, that's probably why I'm I'm impatient about every leasing year. It just I, I want to push it as much as I can with any of the you know my clients or the properties I'm involved with. If a manager is doing all of the things, you know, the outreach marketing, the digital marketing getting on campus, all the things, right? And they've checked all those boxes. They still find themselves on that, on the, sitting on that surfboard in a calm ocean, right? What, what are you guys suggesting? And what would you suggest to, to those managers that are in our audience finding themselves in that situation? What do you suggest they start doing? I, it, from being on a site level and, and, uh, very similar to what you're what you're saying is is in seeing those waves, and me personally, I'm a very big fan of urgency. If it's if it's 48 hours, that's too long for me. It is really to switch your and I've had to make a huge shift with this this, this pandemic as well. But shift your marketing to internal, providing that customer service to your current residents to those who do come in and really do that customer service outreach. We're not here. Look, it, we understand there's a pandemic going on. We understand things are, are happening, so on and so forth. Not being that pushy that we we sometimes see with the these urgency tactics, but really, hey, we know what's going on. I'll follow up with you, so and so, and continue that follow-up, continue that, that what I like to call a, a conversation as opposed to those those high end energy tactics look look how beautiful our residents look at the pool enjoying summertime at the pool and so on and so forth whether whether classes are in session online hybrid if you will there are going to be those students who just need to get out of the house and and I know from growing up my dad asked me to leave several times um so so it it really focus on that internal style of marketing as so so you aren't so pushy i like to i've i've been able to and i pride myself on creating a sense of urgency with within it with adding that customer service but really focus on that internal portion of the customer service look how fun it is here i mean but i say it a lot uh, to, to prospects as well as agents that I'm training. Look how much fun we have working here. Could you imagine living here? And, and we've seen some good some good traction come from that. It, it, this is still a beautiful property. This pool is still awesome. We are still having a socially distanced good time. You know who is it? You and mom and dad sitting at home. <laughs> 
I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think if they're doing and checking all the boxes on driving those leads, I think focusing on the customer experience is key. I think that that means taking the time to actually train each staff member from leasing all the way to maintenance to create that connection with your prospects and your residents and really just driving it home and taking it back to the basics, being intentional with your communication, not just hiding behind a scripted email or an e-blast, really taking the time for um, parents and students to to feel that comfort and feel that connection right now, because that's what they really need from us as on-site staff members. They need to feel that connection. They need to know that we care because um, things are a little bit different than they have been in the past. So they just really need to know um, that they've got that connection with us. Something I was just going to add um, is to use that, but also dig into your market and get feedback and use that to kind of pivot your approach if you need to. Um, for example, we use Jay Turner at our a lot of our properties. And if somebody's asking, you know, where else are you considering in your search? Maybe you'll identify there's a sub-market that you maybe didn't necessarily know about that you kind of need to re-strategize your rates or your outreach on to hit a different demographic that in the past you maybe haven't had to. Very true. Carly, do you have something? That's a great point. Yeah, um, I was going to add to that too. Just overall inspect your expectations. So your teams uh, can tell you that they're doing, like they're going on campus and that they're making all their follow-up calls and everything is perfect. But I would just encourage everybody to inspect your expectations too. So listen to some recorded phone calls, figure out what your teams are actually saying to the prospects that are calling in, go on campus with them and show them again, like, hey, this is how we street team. This is how we guerrilla market just to make sure that um, all of the things that they say that they're doing are actually physically happening and are happening at 100% and not just, you know, a CA going to campus and throwing away flyers in the trash can. They're actually making conversation and, and being intentional while they're there. Yeah, that's that's so key. And that that's honestly something I'm getting calls from clients and for, clients and former clients, uh, you know, of, of saying, hey, I, this is what they're telling me they're doing, but I'm just not seeing it. And, you know, I'll pick up the phone. I'll, you know, make the phone call. I'll do the drive by if it's a market that's, you know, close. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily seeing the expectations, you know, being, being met that they're saying they're doing things, but it's not, it's not really happening. So that's a, a key point. So let's get, and it, that was actually some pretty good tactical information, but, but I want to, want to kind of get into the nitty gritty here a little bit. And, and listen, I understand that, that everyone on, on this call is competing with each other as well as with the folks that are in the audience. Uh, but, but I just want to ask you guys to take those fences down for a minute and not give away any secrets. Um, although I, I really don't think there are a lot of secrets left in student housing. <laughs> But what is just one thing that each of you would suggest to a leasing or a site manager that that they have to, to implement into their routine for the next four to six weeks as we finish up the spring semester in order to finish it up successfully? My biggest uh, suggestion would be to know your key dates, you know, when your exams are going to be, when finals are, your last day of class, map all those out, create your plan so you can maximize those opportunities. And then the, the most crucial piece of that is the execution, right? Anyone can create a plan, but it's the, the execution that's really going to set you apart from everybody else. Yeah. And I would suggest to get out of the office, get into your market, get around campus. 
build up your prospect bank. So once all of the students are gone for the spring semester and summer kind of slows down, you have a good prospect bank to work with for your e-blast, for your text blast, for your phone calls. Um, and then make sure you have an aggressive enough follow-up strategy. Don't just make one email, one phone call, one text message. Get more aggressive with it. As you know, they're, you know your students really aren't going to be flooding back in the market until August. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I was going to piggyback off of that and say, you know, my suggestion would be number one, managers get on the floor with your teams and really do a review of the quality of leads that you're giving. Don't just spin your wheels on the same dead leads. Make sure you're going out and really driving that traffic. Um, one suggestion that I'm always going to um, suggest during this time with school starting to slow down, you know, like Gabby said, remembering your key dates. I think making sure that you're aware of things like influencer marketing and really taking advantage of that outreach tactical marketing during this time if you haven't implemented it already. I uh, wholeheartedly agree with, with all three ladies. I think my input comes from a leasing agent on, on the floor, not necessarily from a, a, a true management side of things. I, I pride myself on sitting out there with, with leasing agents that I am quote unquote training. From the leasing side of things, it's it's no secret. Personality is everything. Uh, personality and uh, that genuine outreach uh, to each and every prospect. I, I I tell every single every single agent that I train, every prospect is my only prospect. I, I focus on that person from start to finish. And and yes, they may have your phone number. They may reach out, text you with a work order, with a this, with a that, and you can look at it that way. But my personality and, and, and very similar to Willie's personality and some of the some of the leasing agents that end up doing very, very well, I don't look at it as a work order. I look at it as that's a renewal. That's a person who I took care of who's going to tell their friends that, hey, go talk to my friend Craig. He answers every single time. He answers this. He answers that. But it starts from the very beginning. It's whether it whether it be creating urgency or whether it be just creating a, a great customer service experience. Some of the top companies in the world, the Amazon, the, one of the biggest retailers in the world, they don't own a single store. It, it's all about that experience. You can get it in two days. Airbnb, they don't own any houses. It's the experience that you provide that, that is what people really remember, especially at these shaky times, especially at these times they may be uncertain, but hey, let's go check it out. Well, if I provide that stellar experience from start to finish, you know what? I'm not so shaky anymore. Let's this Craig's obviously going to take care of us. Yeah, yeah, that's a key. And it, yeah, you referenced Willie Butler there for a second. And one thing he mentioned a couple of weeks ago, or a couple now, I guess a month or so ago, in his his motivation session back in in uh, the first of March and Holly suggests if you if you miss that make sure that you go back and and look at it because he had some some really key things in there even from a tactical standpoint and yeah it's just about meeting folks where they're at and you know he says that over and over and over again and I I'm kind of dealing with a I'm about two steps removed from the site level of this one property for for a client of mine. There's some uh, there's some things that are just happening there that I'm like that, that are being suggested and it's all this you know, digital and SEO and PPC and all, you know all of this stuff. It's like guys, that stuff takes weeks 
for it to, to, and sometimes months for it to actually, especially with SEO, it takes years before that to really pay off. Like you got to go get in front of people right now. You know, if you haven't been doing that all, all year, because, you know, we've had all these crazy ice storms and everything else, like it's, it's time to get up out of the office and, and and get on campus because that's, that's where the students are at. And you just, you can't, you just can't make that mistake. So let's get off of, of spring semester for a second, because after spring comes summer and, and our, you know, our typical summer marketing strategies got a really early start in, in 2020 as, you know, everyone started reallocating their their marketing dollars that they had for, you know, live events over the summer and, and at the end of the spring. Um, a lot of folks didn't end up having spring housing fairs because they got canceled. So they took the money from that and put it to anything online that could, you know, potentially spook up a lease. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask you guys, you know, what it is that you're going to be focusing on this summer with marketing. Uh, but I am curious, is there anything you did last summer that you're like, yeah, no way, we're not going to do that? Yeah, so uh, we offered... We offered a COVID addendum um, last year, and that just got incredibly messy, especially in the beginning part of the summer when we really weren't sure where, um, you know, which universities were going to be opening or how they were going to be opening or what their plan was. And uh, we ended up having two different versions of it. The first version was not great because we didn't have all the answers. We didn't know how to fill in any of the loopholes. So that definitely was something that I would never do again. Obviously, hopefully we won't have a pandemic like this again. And then we adjusted a lot of our move-ins over the summer and it just at some of the properties uh, got really, really messy too, where people moved in early while we were turning units and it just it wasn't the ideal like first impression that we would want for our residents. Yeah, I think last year there was a lot of stress and anxiety and just overall anticipation of what's going to happen. How do we move on this? And there was a lot of talk on how do we overcome COVID and how do we take the next steps in this process? And there was a lot of time spent researching how to overcome instead of necessarily putting action behind it, I think. And so I think one of the things that I, I saw happen was a lot of clients and a lot of people were just throwing money and not really being strategic during the pandemic on where to spend their funds. And so, you know, I would suggest and and the thing that, you know, I know that we're super focused on with clients is making sure that our clients are focused and kind of zoned in on their network, like Gabby mentioned earlier, and is finding what works in their market specifically and, you, and doing that really well, instead of throwing money at a hundred different things, really focusing on what works and doing that really well. Um, so we kind of saw that, that what is it, tailspin of what do we do? What do we do? That panic right at summer last year. So just really focusing on what your market does well and executing on that 100%. Yeah, I think last year, a lot of us kind of threw things at the wall to see what would stick. This year, we actually have data now from it, which is good. But I think solely relying on virtual tours and connections, you're not going to outpace a genuine in-person experience, right? So being able to build on that now and get, almost get ahead of it where we can is going to really be kind of what sets us apart, I think, year over year. I think it's a, I, again, certainly agree with, with everything. From from being on a site level, I think trying the, the quality over quantity 
uh, of investing a little bit of money here and there to see, uh, much like uh, we had stated before, to see what sticks in your market, then take those larger dollars. I do think investing, what some things that we have done at certain sites with the ability, of course, was invest in the the technology aspect of everything, much like we had talked about the they i offering an iPad tour, offering a a virtual tour. Well, we have a virtual tour on on all of our websites. It's it's twenty twenty one. We of, of course, <laughs> but but uh, in integrating some of that technology to where not only are you getting a virtual tour, but I have my iPad in front of you. I'm walking you around the tour as if you were right here, right there. So you are, you're, you're giving that robotic effect, but you're still getting that genuine impression of, look, I'm all from start to finish. My job does not start, does not stop after you sign this paperwork. We're here start to finish. Great. Well, I, I've got two questions that I didn't prep you guys for. Um, and I wanted to, to, to get, you know, a real honest reaction from you guys. Um, let's, let's first, I want to ask you guys about, and I didn't do this intentionally. I just saw that we had some additional time here. <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to fill it up because it's, it's fantastic that I've got the four of you guys on here and, and I appreciate you guys giving up so much of your time, um, to do this. And so I'm going to take advantage of it. Let's talk about renewals real quick. You feel like there's more renewals out there? Or, or what's and, and I should say compared to like last year at the same time, do you feel like there's more renewals out there, or do you think that's done for you guys at this point? I think it's market. I definitely think there's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no ma'am, you first. For us, I definitely think there's renewals out there. Um, there's a lot of people who haven't made decisions yet, or are waiting on the university to kind of announce their plan. So until all the markets have done that, or all the universities have done that, I think there's still opportunity there. I think we'll see the biggest shifts in velocity still stem from new leases, but to be able to have an opportunity to engage with somebody face-to-face because they're already living there is an opportunity you can still maximize right now. I agree. And I think we will see uh, the same way we had talked about a surge in, in that, that later on that, that leasing surge once, once they start to announce I think that's the the same thing that's that's going to happen in our renewals. Uh, I've been working on a lot of our renewal logs at the the several different sites that I've been present at here in the last few weeks, and we we have here here in Austin one of our properties we signed seventy five renewals last month. Um, I think as stuff starts to open up and people make those decisions, the only thing scarier than a pandemic is moving during a pandemic, and I think we've we've. <laughs> Right. Unintentionally, I, you know, with, with, for lack of a better term, we try to maximize on that. It, it, we used to have those flyers that like, who likes moving? Well, I mean, who likes moving during our pandemic? Like, so I, I think I think we are going to see a, a, a spike here in the, in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, one of our biggest services that we're doing right now at Pivotal is renewal call banks for clients and lead follow up, and we have gotten so many renewals just from getting in front of them, talking about their experience. And just like Craig said, a lot of people aren't interested in moving during a pandemic. Um, But also like Gabby said, you know, the biggest thing that we're seeing is yes, we want to renew. We're just waiting on the university and what they want to do and just making sure like, again, they have that, the knowledge that they have to make that decision. But we definitely, I mean, every week we're getting a ton of renewals for those clients. Carly, anything to add? Absolutely. 
Yeah, I, I just concur with everything you guys just said. There's definitely still renewals out there. I think we only have a handful of sites that are over 40% renewed as a um, as a property. So um, can't stop, won't stop. They're definitely still out there. And I would encourage everybody to do a final big push on, you know, door knocks and call banks and after hours call banks to secure those. Gotcha. So my last question, since this is the Operation Insights session for for the month of April. Just want to know, because uh, I, I know everybody on the sales and, and marketing side look forward so much to the swimming pool opening um, so that you could start engaging with a lot of those residents that may not be taking your renewal calls. <laughs> uh, but what are you guys seeing around, uh, around your portfolio? Um, are you guys able to open the pools? Are you pushing... Um, the maintenance guys to open the pools at the at the states allowing it. Um, is that is that even a discussion for you guys right now? Get it open. <laughs> that that's <laughs> it, get it get open. It, open. It, it's not only draws your not only draws our 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 marketing efforts being able to get like I had mentioned earlier. Look how much fun it is here. It, it sometimes it, it becomes a hassle, but it. People bring their friends. I, I love nothing more than, I mean, as long as you're calm, I love nothing more than bring your friends. Look how much fun your friend has living here. Well, here's here's my number. Get it open as, as fast as possible. I think people are wanting that normality back again. So yeah. they used to have fun hanging out at the pool with their friends. If we're able to do it, you know, it's another opportunity to create a good experience for them and have that little piece of normal that we used to have back in our lives. And I've really loved seeing clients pivot during this pandemic with opening their pools. Some people are, you know, doing reserve times and doing the reserves, you know, social distancing and things like that. So I agree. Get it open. Take advantage of maybe a modified version of the grill and chills, my all time favorite. Um, so just, <laughs> you know, taking those protocols and modify, modifying them if needed. Um, but definitely get it open if you can. Gotcha. Yeah, take out some chairs, distance your chairs from each other. There's ways that you can do it, especially um, to keep social distancing alive, especially even if you're outside too, uh, by removing some of that pool furniture and encouraging people to be close, but not too close. Yeah, I think the chlorine kills it all anyway. If you got a saltwater pool, then yeah, social distance, Listen, right? Come on, just come on, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I, again, I appreciate so much the, the time that you guys have, have allowed today and look forward to, you know, speaking with you guys again. And also would encourage everybody, we're about to go into our sponsor spotlight moment. These folks are, are going to be joining us today um, as well. Uh, hopefully they can if they don't have any emergencies that are, <laughs> that are coming up. So they should be in the chat if you want to go over there. And, and if you've got any questions for these folks, um, obviously Pivotal is is a big sponsor of ours as well and are extremely busy right now. And But I, I know even as busy as they are, um, Erica has, has still got some bandwidth that she can that she can share with you if, if you're needing some of their services. So again, guys, thanks so much and look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, Thank everybody. You. Thanks. Thanks.